for the Great Lakes Sports Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Like the Great Lakes Sports Network page. Rate and review, guys. Guys, help us out. That would be awesome if you could do that. Um, I know we're increasing our listenership. If you could do that, though, and just help push us forward a little bit more, that would be amazing. Chris Stanton is with me today. Uh, look, we're going to talk about week one of Hay Week. It's wrapping up with some bulletin board material. You'll never guess from which side. And mm. uh, <laughs> But uh, Tom Izzo has a basketball meeting. do amusing, Tyler. Sometimes they need to check themselves. <laughs> right. Uh, I got an idea where they can put that stake. Um, <laughs> but look, uh, Tom Izzo had his media press conference the other day, um, the Michigan State Media Day, if you will, the individual stuff as far as the teams go. Um, he said some things that were really interesting. Some of them I actually like. Um, he's always had a relationship with the media that has been a little more honest and forthcoming. Um, a lot of it was the same old rambling about NIL and the transfer portal, where he's bringing up actually more interesting points than just the same old, same old stuff. Um, obviously, he's got a different view of it than everybody else. But he said some other things in regards to this team specifically that I like. Uh, what, were you, what were your takeaways? As long as Tom Izzo is around, I'll always come back to five little letters, and I know you know what these stand for. PP. TPW. Yep. You remember that? And oh, I, I think the, that's the sign of that. My wife made one of those wooden signs or whatever that she does so well. Uh, and I got that hanging up in my basement. Absolutely. And and I need to get to that, that sign too. I've got the, the famous one from the 2015 game, well, football game. We'll get to that a little bit later. I, and I, I'm looking forward to when you have Anthony Ayani on next time to, to see him elaborate a little bit about this. For the people who may have forgotten, players play, tough players win. And I think every year Izzo plays this gauntlet of a schedule. We, we come to expect it. And it's almost to the point where we expect certain things out of our fan base. We expect, we expect meltdowns. Oh, this team isn't any good. Oh, we're not going to make this tournament. Uh, yeah, that, same, that same song and dance. But in the end, it ends up working out. And, and one of these times, it's, it's not. And obviously, we had a play-in game situation not too long ago but as far as Izzo goes he, he's trying to mold some toughness out of this team Tom Izzo's not going to change who he is and he's come out and said it very directly which he always does hey I'm not going to mess with the transfer portal I'm going to go with my guys uh, most recently this week I saw something um, it was mostly through Twitter of which Tom Izzo hates but what if we had not stuck with Jeremiah Green what if we had not stuck with Denzel Valentine? And, and you know, he's not going to do what Mel Tucker does. And, and the two respect each other and are friends and everything. And they can go two different ways in how they mold their programs. It's but, so weird to have a difference of opinion with somebody and still remain friends with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that speaks <laughs> to, to Izzo's, like, maturity and, and, and his – just the, the fabulous personality he is. Tucker's got to do what he's got to do. And it, college football and college basketball are obviously very different. But to getting back to your question, Izzo is, is going to run this team through it. He knows this is not his best team, but it could be a very tough team. You know, he's been raving lately about Matty Sissoko 
in the development he's made in the, in the post at the five position, and God knows we need it because we don't have a whole lot happening in the front court this year. So I hope that that's genuine, and I hope that this toughness that he's trying to bring out of this team with just the sure murder of a schedule um, to start the season, I, I hope it pays off. But if for nothing else, I do trust in him. He's given us all the reasons in the world to trust him that these players are going to be tougher in the end. Hopefully they stay healthy through the process. But I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just said Aikens. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Aikens a little bit prior to the Akron game. My son and I had a chance to talk to him outside of Breslin. And, and you can kind of get the idea. He knew he was headed towards surgery, but it, it's the usual stress fracture. You know, it's, it's, it's our normal flavor of the month year. Um, and I think that's from those grinding workouts. I, I, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of Michigan state workouts, but I've had a chance to see a few um, when I coached basketball in the state of Michigan, uh, they go at it. They go at it hard. You know, it's well-documented. Everybody likes to talk about and joke about the, uh, the war drill, but uh, since then, Izzo has moved on to some other things, and all of which it's it's a battle, it's a grind, you know. And grind week when Draymond came back, and all these guys they went at it hard, you know. I don't know if there are too many teams in the country that practice with the intensity that Michigan State basketball does, and it, it makes you proud, you know, as a fan, as an alumnus of Michigan State. That's exactly what I want out of this team, and it's what we're going to get as long as Tom Izzo's there. Um, so Donovan Edwards, speaking of, uh, conferences and people talking, um, he had a quote pretty much guaranteeing a Michigan win. And he said, we want to show him no mercy. We want to blow him out. Um, but look, he said the phrase, we're going to win. Um, I don't have the direct quote in front of me. Uh, Chris, as you know, I dropped my notes somewhere between picking up my phone in a parking lot of a mall down here in South Bend and, yeah, I can't – I don't even remember what the exact quote was. But he, he's, he's, he said it along those lines. He said he was going to win. He said they were going to win. Uh, well, man, are you just tired of this? Are you no. tired of it as I am? No, because I expect it and I love it and I relish it. And it, it although – Mark D'Antonio is clearly enjoying his uh, retirement. The guy looks fantastic. You can tell, you know, a retirement was the right thing for him. And although he comes, still comes around the program, and I love that Tucker uh, values him still being a part of these around these guys, guys that he recruited. That's a whole nother story about the, uh, the talent level that he recruited in his last few years. But I digress. Donovan uh, at Edwards, the same at the same time, I'm I'm going to throw a counterpunch at that really quick. Okay. The be- the best players on the team are from which coach? I'll give you that. There are some guys that can <laughs> ball. There's some Spartan dogs that uh, have been there for a minute. You know, Elijah as far as Collins, Donovan, Jacob Slade, Xavier Henderson, Jaden Reed, done, done. But I mean, there's yeah. more. But <laughs> no, no, you're you're spot on. As far as Donovan Edwards goes, you know, he can he can quote all he wants. I got a quote back for him. Pride comes before the fall. And Michigan is, is too good to be saying stuff like this. But at the same time, don't we all just expect them to run their mouths? Don't we expect this from the quote-unquote leaders and best? So, you know what? Set your team up for failure. It certainly worked with your running backs, coach. He gave us the, the gift of all time 
which has allowed 10 out of the last 15 games to be wins for Michigan State. So I love it. I, I revel in it, and I hope our players do too. The thing that I worry about, Antonio is so good at recruiting the state of Michigan. And I, I look at the guys that Tucker brought in from the portal. They're from all over the place. I hope that our, our locker room still has that just pure disdain for, for that team in Washtenaw County and how they behave and how they run their mouths. You know, I, I, I want to harpen back to, uh, you know, keep the lion in the cage until, well, evening this time around. I don't know if, if, how Tucker handles this game. You know, we certainly knew how uh, D'Antonio did. I, I do know all new players get, a, get like, a course on the history of the rivalry and everything. Right. I remember that now that you say it. Um, you know, I, I hope it sticks. I hope these guys come out and play fired up yet disciplined football um, throughout the year, no matter who the coach was. Yeah. Uh, and Michigan State tends to to get a little too amped up sometimes in this rivalry, and I, I do worry about that. But as far as like guys like Donovan Edwards or um, <laughs> their running backs coach or whomever, they, they can say whatever they want to say. Michigan State's going to bring it. And, you know, this, this fact that Michigan opened as a 23-and-a-half point favorite, I, I, I would say that I'm no betting man, but you know the difference. I am. Um, that's very tempting because I think Michigan State can and will cover that number. Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- that number is way too big for a rivalry game such as this. One where lousy Michigan State teams, Michigan State teams worse than this year's Michigan State team, have hung with Michigan teams that are better than this year's Michigan teams. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we've seen that. Look, Donovan Edwards is quickly uh, climbing his way up everybody's uh, – or Michigan State fans' uh, crap list, their hit list, or whatever list you want to call it. And, well, let's talk about a couple other guys. You know, we're going to have a little fun here. It is a week. We're going to try to relax. But we're going to also talk about five players that we hate. Five players that we've hated in this rivalry. Chris, I'm going to start with you because, like I said, my notes are gone, and maybe you'll jog my memory a little bit. I think you got to start with Mike Hart, even though I'm, I'm so happy he said what he said. You know, we're not, we're not even siblings. We are miles apart philosophically. You can say whatever you want to say, but Mike Hart, that little brother, quote, bit you in the ass, and it bit your entire school that way. And whether you were at Eastern or wherever you ventured off to, and, and maybe recently, most recently by ambulance, um, you you set your team up for failure. So you're number one on my list. Number two, and, and recently Twitter has been fantastic with digging up some old stuff. I have a passionate disdain for a certain Tennessee Titan. I cannot stand Taylor Lewan. Um, just just the uh, you know that we're gonna donkey these guys and uh, the other BS quotes that he has. This guy is so incredibly delusional. I can't stand him. I don't wish any good on him. I don't like to see injuries, but to be honest with you, when I saw that he had some issues this year, I would be lying to you if I said I didn't smirk. Um, probably the third one, and, and I'll let you in here too because I don't want to monopolize this whole, this whole list. Third one has to do with a certain Pittsburgh Steeler who trashed our logo. And for the longest time, nobody had an issue with the tradition that we have of walking the field. 
But this jack wagon took it upon him. I didn't want to say his name, dude. He took it upon himself to trash that field. I know um, your your better half is a huge Steelers fan, and I'll, I'll razz her from time to time. But this dude, I, 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 I he should have gone to jail. That that's destruction of property. You'll never convince me otherwise. And I'm sometimes upset because our players didn't absolutely mollywop him. But I would say uh, Devin Bush is number three. Um, but then I'll let you in for a couple. All right. Uh, so number five, I got Chase Winovich. I'm going in reverse order. Chase Winovich, number five for me. Because uh, okay. he pulled the little brother quote out after Mike Hart did. did. Mike Hart, Mike Hart, not on my list. Really? Mike Hart is not on my list. Um, because that did more good than bad. Um, so I got Winovich at five. Number four is number four is somebody that we're going to actually see a week from Saturday, hmm. and that's Mike Morris. And this really? one doesn't get talked about. I don't understand why it's not talked about. I, I'm intrigued. Go ahead, Mike Morris. Last year, before Kenneth Walker, I don't remember which touchdown it was. Before number four and number five, Mike Morris, Kenneth Walker was at top of the pile. He got stood up. Uh, he was still standing up. He did not get tackled, which, hey, guess what? He didn't get tackled a lot last year when uh, these two teams played. Mike Morris reached yeah. around, grabbed the helmet of Kenneth Walker, and twisted it back. I remember that. Now you say it. Kenneth Walker broke off touchdown number four or five just a couple plays later. Um, look, man, that, that type of dirtbag move, that whatever – that's it's not acceptable. It's as simple as nope, that. It's not, accept, it's, it's not acceptable. It's dangerous. It it's is. dangerous. You you can't do that. So he he's number four on my list. Number three number three is not for the reasons that you think. Number three, I got Braylon Edwards, and it's not because he murdered Jaron Hayes. You, you went out, you did your job. It's because of all the crap he says afterwards. I don't know anybody on the defense after the Akron game. He was saying. Oh, well, I see all I need to see from the secondary. We're going to mollywop him or whatever he freaking said. It's everything that he says when he worked for that uh, Blue Wall Woodward Sports. So, mm, yeah. Braylon Edwards is number three on my list. Um, number two is Devin Bush. Look, the guy's a clown. And I won't, look, the field stomping thing, that probably doesn't get you on my list. The threatening of our turf manager, who's an older lady, that puts you on my list. You're number two. Mm-hmm. And number one, I got Taylor Lewan because he does all the stuff Morris did. He did it more often, and he talks like Braylon Edwards. He's a perfect combination of dirtbag. And look, I'm sorry. I A couple of years ago, I smiled for 24 hours straight. Maybe it was just last <laughs> year. I don't remember. It was two years ago or one year ago. I smiled for 24 hours straight. You want to know why? I don't root for injury either, but Devin Bush and Taylor Lewan tore their ACL on the same day. I couldn't I ask for anything more. There, there, there's not another two players in the world that deserved it. I, like I said, I don't root for injury 99% of the time. Here's your 1%. And, and there is a group of people who does root for injury, but that's in my top five uh, games of all time. So we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. I still need to give you my four and five. Uh, four, I had uh, Chase Winovich. 
for for digging up the old stuff and and acting like he was original and acting like you know he was the one to turn the tide and clearly that didn't happen so he's my four but number five I kind of went off the uh, off the beaten path for a little bit I went back all the way to 1990 and everything since for number five I had Desmond Howard Desmond Howard uh, you tripped on marshmallows nobody grabbed you in the end zone. Oh. You failed. You your big moment you missed. But here's my thing about him: he perpetuates the ESPN the turf, turf monster that from gets from his seat on game. Yeah, right. That's uh, Desmond Howard. It, he he tries every week on game day to belittle Michigan State. He doesn't change it, much like his buddy Jalen Rose, which I know this is clearly a football list. But if I had to uh, to tie those two, I would put. Desmond Howard slash Jalen Rose. The fact that the ESPN drags Michigan State University through the mud every inch, every opportunity that they have, I put some of that onus on him. You know, clearly he's not Paula who writes these stupid articles and all this other stuff. But Desmond Howard has perpetuated all this stuff from his playing days to his analyst days, or whatever he is now. He's my number five. I'm just so mad at myself for not putting him on my list. Uh, I, I think you would. That's why I, I, I was curious to see your five. So that's why I had you jump in. Yeah. Um, look, we, I, we got a wrap. So we, we got two more lists. We're going to just plow through these. Um, for Look, for the players you hate, look, there are guys that are respectable. So, I mean, that is what it is. Um, look, which guys kind of I identify with you as a Spartan like if if like you could see them in green and white well I knew we would be up against it because a lot of these are long stories so I'm not going to give you five I'm going to give you two and I'm going to give you two guys who are also current Wolverines I hate the fact that Andrew Anthony plays for University of Michigan he obviously Mm. tore Michigan State apart last year East Lansing High School product we let him slip out of our backyard not that uh, Michigan State needs the weapons at wide receivers with Reed and Coleman and Mosley and such, but I would love to have them. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Andrew Anthony is is my my runner up, but this one this one you're gonna throw a brick at me through the phone because I want this dude in the transfer portal. His name is Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara is a game manager. A la Kirk Cousins, a la fill in the blank, different guys we've had. Kate McNamara has played three seasons at Michigan football. He's listed as a senior. I believe he's he's qualifies. Yeah, and I mean, everyone gets COVID here anyway, so. Right. So I don't know what the future holds for Peyton Thorne, but uh, I would not be opposed to Kate McNamara coming in with a chip on his shoulder, a phrase that we love to use. At Michigan State, Cade McNamara would like nothing more to run it right up Booger Eater's butt and, and to, to get Paul Bunyan, if we lose Paul Bunyan this year, to get him back, okay, or to keep Paul Bunyan in East Lansing, I would love to see Cade as a Michigan State Spartan and absolutely stick it to that program. Okay, I, I would like it just for those reasons. I Look, with the Korean Cannon, with – uh, Kate and Hauser, and I think Peyton Thorne's going to come back. Um, and if you listen to my pod, you understand. I mean, people understand what I feel about Peyton Thorne. Um, so I, I, 
I would like it for those reasons. I don't see it happening. But you brought yeah, up some either. good <laughs> points. You, you brought up some good points. Like I, I can agree with that. Uh, look, I I do have a list of five. Stan, you actually have my list where I don't. Um, look, Ronnie Bell's just yeah. tough as nails. I won't I won't mind having him in the program. Uh, you know, credit him for coming back. He's a vital piece of that team right now. Uh, number four was. I, I got the list in front of me. This is the only yeah. one I think that you shared with me, and I love the fact that you uh, surprised me with a couple of these. Um, do you yeah. want me to, to elaborate who, who, your list? Who's after Ronnie Bell? Um, in no particular order, because I just it, sort no, of got it. It, it, wow. it, wasn't, it was in order. Oh, okay. Well, it, my retelling of it back to you is no particular order. You had Ty Law, which goes who, back a few days. Look, in 1995, I think that pro set uh, with Nick Saban uh, – that pro style defense, he came in in '95. He would have been there in '99, and I right. think that team could have won the championship with Ty Law. Ty Law was a solid player. You also had Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis would have continued the no fly zone. Uh, he would have. Uh, I know Jordan Lewis was probably two or three on my list. Uh, he's he would have continued that no fly zone. He would have worked opposite Trey Wayne's. Um, after Dark was left, so yeah, I think that would have been absolutely huge. Um, you know, I know, I know what one you're skipping over. I'm going to hit that now. <laughs> it's number four. That's why I'm going this order. Lamar Woodley, the guy's just a the guy was just an animal. I know you don't like him because he knocked your cousin out of the game. I don't like him for the same reason, but the guy was just a physical rush, and like he would have been huge on a Michigan State team that needed the ability to get to the quarterback. Um, you ha- already had a prolific offense with uh, Drew Stanton running the show. Um, you needed defense. I think he would have helped. So I, I, I had him at number four. Number one, look, the guy – I don't like the guy all that much, but he, he's one of those high-motor guys, even though he only has one move and gets stuck to other guys' jerseys like they're wearing stick them in the NFL. But, look, Aiden Hutchinson is, is – he like, he, he has that – Spartan mentality you know he, he's that never quit never all hustle all heart um, I mean obviously his brains aren't all there and he's got that Michigan defensive star problem where he just follows mm-hmm. f- follows all the window dressing and everything else and he gets lost in the shuffle in that regard but I mean that's something that was that I think can be coached up because it's not at Michigan you look at Jake Ryan you look at Devin Bush you look uh, Aiden Hutchinson, all these guys have the same problem when they get. I don't. Hate, I don't hate that selection, even though I'm well documented. I'm a Packers fan. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, and you're probably going to think this is blasphemous. In many ways, he reminds me of Max Bulla. Max Bulla uh, would make plays. Max Bulla was was a complete animal on the field. But sometimes Max Bulla made some stupid decisions, and you know we all know. You know we will never know the reason why Max Bullet missed the Rose Bowl. But we do know that time to time that that animal couldn't keep it in the cage, so to speak. So for me, I, I see Hutchins. I, I don't hate that pick. And, and I see he looks like one of our Spartan dogs of, of the past. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, he does He does look like one of those dogs. I, I can kind of see that. I think Bullet was a little smarter. But other than that, um, Look, the hustle, the heart, that type of mentality is definitely there. Yep. All right. Like I said, we're up against it, so hit me. Top five games. 
All right. So number five is that stupid game that you just uh, talked about with a 45, um, the, the three overtime game when 2004, the, the Michigan won. Number four, Caper to the house, uh, 2005, happened to be there. Actually, both those games, I sat there and watched them boo my cousin and uh, that crap show for number five. Number four was Caper. Number three, duck it in the end zone with one second remaining. Number two, number one versus no one. Uh, Desmond, you did not trip. You were not tripped. You tripped on marshmallows. Uh, number two. And then number one, whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Jalen Watts Jackson, uh, unbelievable. Uh, that game you and I watched together as we watch many of these together. Um, that's, that's got, obviously got to be number one for me. See, I, I went a little different route. I went, I went, I mean, I did go with games that I remember seeing vividly. Um, and so I'm, I mean, that's a, that's where I went with it. Uh, number, number, uh, five, I went with 2017 first night game in this series history, John O'Corn, five turnovers, uh, came down to a Hail Mary at the end still. Um, that, that's a game that, uh, kind of sticks out to me. Um, you know, I know where I was. And, but, but, uh, but, Tyler, it rained. You can't count that. But, but, but. Yeah, it rained on the worky too. And guess what? He's still rained on, <laughs> rained on Madre London. Um, so I'm going that with number five. Number number four, I'm just going 1999 just because I thought Flaxco Burr's getting an opportunity to go up against David Terrell like that and just burying him into the turf because they had mm-hmm. no other way to stop him. That's, uh, that's number four for me. Number three... Like I, like I said, man, I don't have my freaking notes. Number number three was uh, 2008. Uh, that, that was the one that turned the tide of the rivalry. Well, what, 10 or last 15? I, um, I was there temporarily, but I digress. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> Let's that was a good one. Let's not talk about that. that, that I mean, that, that was a good game. Uh, like, like I said, changed the tide a uh, year after D'Antonio was there. Um, and uh, – that, that was Caper, right? Caper was 2005. Um, no. Or, I'm sorry, I had the wrong year on that one. Caper was 2008. Yeah, so, 2000- so, so that was it. Plus, I was there with my mom, so I thought that was... Yeah. Sorry that about that. Awesome. We, we watched Larry Caper run it and write it. Yep. That's I was up at Central Michigan University. I was playing in a Red Hacker tournament. I was waiting for my brother to wrap up his game so we could go back to the hotel. And we could watch TJ Duckett catch it in the end zone. And we ran through the hotel halls. We were screaming, jumping up and down. Uh, I know somebody, mutual friend, mutual uh, guy of ours, um, almost got hit by cars you know, running across the highway. Um, <laughs> but we were up there because – you know, Hannah Horton just traveled to these tournaments together. These little red hackers, Gus Mackers. So, I mean, that, that one sticks out for me. Uh, which one was that for me? Number three? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Number number two, uh, I'm going 2014. I just thought it was funny that Michigan State just kept running, kept running, never took a knee, let Langford run in one more. And then uh, – Look, number number one, 2015, man. I was still recovering from the uh, first surgery uh, for my uh, cancer removal, and so, look, you said you were there with me. That you know, was a great time. I was in so much pain the next day from all the jumping around we did after the game. Uh, 
So, yeah, that's number one for me. But, yeah. Well, Stay- you'll always remember where you're at for some of these games. You know, I look at it. You and I were in the stadium for some, um, outside the stadium for others. But uh, and I'm sure it's true for the, the people in Washtenaw County for some of the other ones. But you'll always remember where you were at certain points in certain games. And, and I would have told you before 2015, you know, at, at one point, uh, caper to the house. Um, just seeing it in front of my eyes that that was number one. You know, Larry Caper should never have to pay for a drink in East Lansing ever again. Jalen Watts Jackson is the same deal. Yep, totally agree there. But, uh, hey, that does it for us. Uh, lots of stuff coming next week as, uh, look, it's officially the hate week. It's hate week part two, hate, you know, the extended cut, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, both teams coming off a of bye. Uh, lots of good stuff to talk about, and we'll talk about that. We'll get more into the X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's, and all that type of stuff as the week progresses. Chris, hey, thanks for coming on with me. Really Anytime. appreciate it. I, I'm Tyler Hayward, Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast.